podcast that tries to explain fictional world using science. I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. So Jeff, the reason I, I giggled before I did that was, I was like... It's because I, it's tradition and you do it every time, <laughs> but go on. Well, that also, uh, every single time I try and give myself, like, uh, like dead space to, like, to like know where it starts. <laughs> uh-huh. And every right. single time, there's, like, uh, just a little bit of a creaking in your mic <laughs> from your chair. <laughs> Yes, I do have a a very creaky, very noisy, very bad computer chair. And you've had one for, I would say, how long have we known each other? Four years? (laughs) I don't know, somewhere thereabouts. Five years, something like that? Yeah. I don't think I met you when I was 21. That would be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's Jeff has had this for a long time. time. Uh Uh-huh. In his big, big open room he sits in. Anyway, sorry guys. Empty. One computer desk and chair in the middle. Yes. So, Jeff. Simon. Do you remember Assassin's Creed Unity? Is that that game engine? So, so Assassin's Creed Unity is not not a game engine. Uh, I do think it used a new game engine, though. But it was the the Assassin's Creed game where uh, you could play as, like, multiple assassins together with your friends. It was like it was like four swords, but like like uncannily like four swords, uh, but but it was Assassin's Creed World. Okay, yeah, no, I have no recollection of that game. Oh, oh, because because uh, it it was hilarious because it was it was released completely unfinished, and what I mean completely unfinished, I mean like uh-huh. I mean like characters didn't have skin. <laughs> That's fine. You don't need any of those finishing textures. Or like, yeah, eyeballs. Or like, Just get some T pose, some wireframe. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah, and like, like that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. It it looked <laughs> like like the first animations from like the Shrek extras DVD. <laughs> okay. If you if for those of you guys who saw that. On the DVD of Shrek, they have extras of where, like, oh, here's where the animation went all crazy. It was like that, but this was a game that took, like, two years to make. And uh-huh. a lot of money. That's just Kinda a fun anecdote. Go back and play that just because of how bad it sounds. I think I think now they've updated it. Now it is it is a finished That's game. That's fine. I'll roll it back to V1. <laughs> to V1. It's, it, it was almost unplayable. Like, people complain about cyberpunk 2077 being unplayable now mm-hmm. this was legitimately like it would break your computer because like your computer wouldn't know what was going on like <laughs> like there was like data leaks all over the place it was uh-huh. terrible sounds good sounds yes. fun and this is why everybody stopped playing ubisoft games for like a good year it was like it, it was like SimCity 5 but for ubisoft mm-hmm it, it took SimCity 5 to have people stop playing EA games. Uh, well, no, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, think, I think that, that was, the, that was the beginning of the end for, like, the mainstream EA crowd, where everyone was like, yeah, we don't, mm. we don't need you. Like, Mass Effect 3 <laughs> is coming out, but who cares? Mass Effect 3 is coming out. It's going to have a great ending. Uh, Everyone's we'll going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, this is a this is a digression, listener. Um, I've been I've been listening to a lot of the besties right now, so I'm thinking about old mm-hmm. old video games. Um, mm. uh, God, and Andromeda came out. Man, EA has just dropped some bombs in the past decade, <laughs> like uh-huh. just total garbage. Like, just gotta maximize the profit. Yeah, but like, like you know, people will buy it. The it best, doesn't have to be good. The best two K game came out in two K. It is two K twelve. Two K twelve is the best two K game. They have made eight two K games <laughs> since that time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, this is this is a roundabout way of saying that we're doing we're doing Assassin's Creed. Uh, but we're gonna assume that it's a real world and not a world that is slowly breaking down around us uh, as <laughs> our computers slowly kill themselves uh, right. by melting all of their solder, like this game. Well, you just glue it back in. You just yeah yeah, yeah you just glue it back in. That's what it's like solder. You're like super that's, glue. That's how they made the Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> yes, that's they they just uh, everyone knows they that Ubisoft codes on uh, 
a bunch of rocks and sticks. <laughs> hey, man. Actually, I just watched a video where they where a guy created a computer out of uh, water. With it was water? Very cool. Yeah, I saw that. I have it queued up to watch later today. Yeah, it's a Stephen Mould one. It's very cool. And I think, uh, who else is there? The other YouTuber there. Uh, Matt the Parker? stand-up maths guys. Yeah, I Matt forget Parker. his name. Anyway, yeah. so Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Now, Jeff, I know that you're a big fan. You're a big fan of this franchise. <laughs> right. I have played maybe a couple of the games. <laughs> it seems like you've played one and a half. articles <laughs> complaining about others, Assassin's other Creed entries in the series. Unity. Yeah, they've gotten a little... No, no, not Assassin's Creed Unity. I have no recollection of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you... Yeah, is it Valhalla? That's the one that you're having an issue with? I don't know. No, I don't think I've seen any issues with Valhalla. It's oh. people, like, finding exploits or something to get a space bow, I think, is the most I've seen about it. Oh, there's dragons now in uh, in Valhalla. That's people- fine. Aren't there, like, <laughs> fire unicorns in Odyssey? Yeah, but Odyssey makes a little bit more sense because it's, like, a mythological... I guess dragons make sense in Valhalla. It just seems a little bit much. <laughs> These video games these days. Yeah. I remember back in the day when my video games were just a bunch of muffin heads turtles that I was just indiscriminately slaughtering. Right. Of course. Now it's T-frames and wire poses that you're indiscriminately <laughs> slaughtering. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so uh, Assassin's Creed is a game for the listener, uh, and maybe Jeff, uh, mm-hmm. where you play a uh an assassin in the early games it's centered around uh renaissance era italy Mm -hmm. and what assassins do is that they resist the uh the templars uh so the templars are the took a very quick turn (laughs) (laughs) so the the templars i should say that this is like also dan brown era like this is 2007 so this is like uh whatever that Dan Brown book was called, Angels and Demons. Um, sure. So this is hot. This is hot off the presses at the time that this comes out. Uh, <laughs> this Assassin v. Templar secret fight? Yeah, well, at least the, the Templar is like an evil, so mysterious uh, organization. Anyway. Assassin... Were they that mysterious? I mean, they were. Like, I mean, I will... they had pretty explicit goals, no? No, so here's the thing. In this world, the Templars they come from they come from the uh, Templars um, that like we know of historically that like killed Muslims. Um, mm-hmm. But in this world, they're evil, and what they're trying to do is take over the world, and they like still exist in modern day as like a secret civil organization. Oh, okay. Um, and they want to do it by like harnessing ancient technology. And the assassins are like, no. <laughs> Just they they bat them on the nose with a rolled up <laughs> newspaper every now and then. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think I think a lot of uh I think a lot of the assassin sentiment can just be rolled up into that kind of no. But the assassins are like, they're like pro-free will or like, we don't want to be ruled, we're not slaves kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Sounds no, like a pretty cool philosophy. No gods are king, only man. Yeah. We, yeah. 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 I think this is also the time period Bioshock came out. So that's... That <laughs> ap- <laughs> Sorry for the listeners of us who don't, you know, play that many video games. There's a lot of video game jokes. <laughs> well, just you know, go back, play some video games. Yeah, play Bioshock. That was a that was You'll... a very good video game. Bioshock is pretty good. Yeah, don't yeah. play Bioshock too, unless you're like, well, you know, I want to throw away an entire week of my life. <laughs> and then if you really, if you really hate racist people, play Bioshock Infinite because all you do in that game is kill racists. It's very satisfying. Were they racist in that oh, game? Oh, they were very racist in that game. Literally, so I think it was uh I think it was IGN before the game was released. Their only like their like tagline for the game was you get to kill magical racists in a flying city in 1918 or whatever, 1882 or whatever the date was. All right. And that's what they put on the box for like selling <laughs> the game. Yeah. <laughs> They're like it's what it is. <laughs> 
I might have to go and revisit that then. Yeah, well, that's like the whole storyline. Because then, like, when you break realities, you get like there's like uprisings that are like racially motivated. There's like a whole mm. subplot of like if you pick up all the all the uh, little recordings, there's a, a woman mm. who's like the Harriet Tubman of of her city. Neat. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, I I very much enjoyed. Uh, I did not care for the uh, gameplay of the game, but the storyline of the game. I mm. also didn't care for, but some of them I did. <laughs> <laughs> real, uh, real good salesmanship there. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say, I mean, if you if you are willing to ignore like the kind of bad philosophy part portion of the mm. game, mm-hmm. play it. That's really just endemic of all of the Bioshock games. That okay, I would say Bioshock Two makes some pretty cool, poignant points about the nature of free will or the nature not really really free will but like the nature of like what happens if you just like let people run free Mm -hmm. but not again in the main story like the main story is you've just thrown away all of the cool points you've made by (laughs) by removing all the agency that this character had anyway Mm -hmm. yeah anyway so assassin's creed yeah, that thing we were talking about. So the way that this is, when I say it's set in the past era, what it actually is, is it's set in the modern era, but in the modern era we have invented machines that allow you to go back at a simulation through your ancestral memories. Um, All right. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because like, mm-hmm. if you're like, you're like, I can go back and like, see what like cool events my ancestors were part of but in the game is a large section of it where you're just collecting feathers so that's kind of a strange thing to go back and simulate uh be like boy my Mm -hmm. ancestors were boring and had nothing to do well i mean they didn't have tv or video games then so it makes sense that all they have is feather collecting also kind of weird if you think about it like you could go back and experience like the conception of your great-great-grandparents which is right. uh, to me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. I mean, yeah, probably could be. <laughs> Yo, okay. Here you go, Jeff. <laughs> we all know what Jeff's into now, guys. It's you know, it runs real weird and real deep. You get used to it <laughs> sooner or later. Real deep. Uh, it's in your genes. Anyway, so here's the first thing we gotta we gotta um, we gotta explain. Is this machine ancestral memory? Yeah, is yeah, is ancestral. Is this is this machine the animus? How is it? What is ancestral memory? And how mm-hmm. is this machine tapping into it and reading it um, in this right. way? Uh, I mean, like, do they begin to try to offer an explanation that we can work off of, or is it just like, yeah, DNA exists? It definitely has synapses and memory and works like brains uh yes i have stupidly gotten rid of that tab but let me just keep hitting control shift t until you get it back uh no because i don't remember if it's if i move the tab or like if i get ah, rid of it i see yeah animus okay Virtual reality machine developed by blah blah blah, 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 The former analyzed the genetic memories of several select subjects, usually to gain information on the assassins in the Knights Templar. A newer model of the Animus, early attempts, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it doesn't really... Ex- no, they don't really give you... <laughs> yeah. Good. So uh, a clean slate to work with. Yeah, I guess... <clears throat> Okay, okay, here we go. I lied. Uh, what they have is that the initially designed by Nikola Tesla, the Glock was, why is it a German thing? Nikola Tesla was English, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I believe, uh, was an anti-gravity system capable of generating a wormhole, which is a window on the past of the individual seated in the device's chair. Tesla was able to construct a moon by coupling his own yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, so it seems like it seems like it is more. It is like you're going back in time. You're yeah, but it's somehow connected to someone who is the same genetics as you. 
Same, similar. Or so. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it it is possible that you could have. Is it possible that you could have none of the same genetics as a ancestor of yours? Uh, not a Y chromosome. I mean, I guess like just through you know uh, new generations and mutations. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it possible that it must be possible that like you yeah. didn't get any of your grandfather's your your like great grandfather's genes? Oh, that's what I mean. No, you'd probably would have that. Like somewhere. In- I guess I'm thinking on like grand scale. Like, do you have any of that like original gross amoeba genes? that we all once were oh 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 yeah no i mean like more recent than that i mean like still same creature but like if you go back far enough through a genetic line is it possible that you could like i think you would it would be very difficult to to have that happen um okay yeah so most people that's i was wondering that because i was like what if the person like doesn't have any of the genes of their grandparents like what they just Mm. like how do you know kind of a thing yeah no it, it seems like that would be a you know vanishingly rare chance that that would happen gotcha 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 okay so then what do we think <sighs> yeah and you you had suggested like that there were wormholes involved so maybe actual time travel involved yeah yeah i uh, did i did say that Maybe it is linked to people, like, with genes that have been passed down because, uh, I don't know, it's using, like, the person as the anchor for, like, the time travel, where, like, it goes back to before that person, and it just touches on, like, whatever history happened before then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, you needed to have someone who was, uh, what's the word, like, compatible with the subject of the anim- of the mm-hmm. simulation. Right. Like, like, it's almost like an immune response where if you're, like, if, like, like when you get a, a transplant from somebody who doesn't have the same DNA as you, your body sees it as a foreign object and tries to get rid of mm-hmm. it. Right. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they need someone who... Maybe it's not... (sighs) Well, I'm thinking it might not even necessarily be that. It's just, like, when you activate whatever, you know, time travel element there is of it, like, if you go and you're, like, looking for, you know, one person to watch the simulation of, like, if you have someone with none of that person's genetics, then you can't you know, manipulate it to, to go back to that person. Oh, so you think it's like, it's like a search engine almost. Like, it's looking yeah, for yeah. A per, the group of people who are sharing enough genetics of the person in mm-hmm. the chair. And so you, you that way it narrows down the number of people who are, that right. it's looking for. Or like for. part that, or like... You know, you plug someone into a chair and an index comes up that says, you know, hey, you can check out, you know, this group of people's lives. Well, so here's my question. Do you need the person in, in the chair then? Because um, I feel like you if need If you person. need, like, the person's brain or something to, uh, like, comprehend the data that are coming back out it's like you're using a person's brain as a filter maybe i guess i mean like what what would stop me from sitting in the animus chair and right being like going back in time and seeing the memories of like i don't know malcolm x someone i am for sure not related to because like your like genetic database doesn't have any like index entries with malcolm x Okay, so okay, so you think that it's it's inherent to these people's genetic code who right. they were related to. Right. Yeah, that's the only way I can really shoehorn why it's important I mean, to have specific people. Listen, listen. I I like this and I'll tell you why. Mhm. So the another ish another thing that we will be talking about, maybe we'll talk about it now, is this 
race of uh, hyper intelligent creatures called the Isu. Okay. Uh, they are they are pre-human. They create pre-human technology, and okay. um, the <sighs> life was seeded by them. Yeah, yeah. They use their own genetics to uh, to seed to seed life on Earth humans specifically. Yeah, and then and then there's like some crossbreeding that goes on, and assassins like and Templars, like you do, where you have you know you gotta you remember if you create an attractive enough <laughs> creature. Right. It's there's going to be some breeding going on. Right. Um, That's why there's so many, you know, genetic or uh like ethics issues with with creating life and why we don't do it as often. Yeah, cuz if it's really hot, what's going to happen? Who knows. Um mm. <laughs> We know you're not into that cuz we know what you're into, Jeff. Um, anyway, so there's a cross. <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's a, a crossbreeding that goes on, and assassins and Templars are supposed to be these like crossbred hybrid issue humans. Uh, okay, but it makes sense that maybe it's not every human; it's just these assassins and Templars that have <laughs> the particularly hot ones that got crossbred. It's with. Just the yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's um, right. So there is like there's a lot of issues with that. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, it's it's so maybe it's not humanity's DNA, but it's this mm-hmm. issue DNA that that has like a, a codex of everyone that that happened before. Oh, okay, yeah, I like that. That works. And and it, and maybe it's even just like a um, uh, like like in human DNA, there's like methylation, ethylation. Which um, um, will block transcription or uh, uh, allow transcription, depending on if you're what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I know exactly how that works because not a geneticist. <laughs> uh, I do know that, that there are environmental factors that can change discrete DNA cells, and uh, and I'm sure that there are environmental factors that can change haploid cells, which would change further. Mm-hmm further generations later generations right um what i am uh so what i'm thinking is is like if there's like an extra chromosome in the in the issue population that all it does instead of like transcribing for like a protein is it Mm -hmm. just transcribes like an identifier like a fingerprint yeah i could imagine that as some weird alien sort of dna yeah, and so it just keeps on getting longer and longer as you get more and more generations. Mm-hmm. Or that it is just uh, a unique identifier for all the issues. That probably makes more sense. It's probably just a, a single And there's just identifier. like, is a database that has all of the, oh. like the history and how the unique like IDs connect to each other? Yeah, yeah. And so, mm. so what you might have is like a whole bunch of IDs, but you don't have a way of, of knowing which ID goes to which group of memories like which which group of memories mm-hmm. you want to look at so instead of right. going through all of them all the time it's just probably it's probably a lot you can do be like okay i want this time segment but i want it from the individual who shares this code mm-hmm. um and going from there that this specific like little snippet of extra like half chromosome um right i do realize i'm kind of making humans to be like mules which would i think make them infertile but that well i mean it they don't necessarily have to be like an infertile crossbreed yeah okay i don't think they have to necessarily be either i think they can they can have an extra chromosome that just floats around and doesn't Mm -hmm. uh inhibit or exhibit that's not the word it doesn't it doesn't change Inhibit or like enhance yeah it doesn't change the the rest of the fitness of that individual yeah there you go thank you yeah, so why it's why you're on the show? Man. I studied bugs. I know <laughs> what these words mean. All right, I like that. Um, so here's the thing that we can get into. Mm-hmm. So the way the way that uh, we know about the issue. So not only are they these hybrids that exist in the world, 
But there's also these, um, they're called, called Pieces of Eden. Um, okay. And there's a whole bunch of, like, weird, like, you know, Christian-centric uh, uh, lore behind this. Like, the original hybrids are called Adam and Eve, and they created this technology to, like, pass down to their descendants. Um, but, mm -hmm. all in all, the Pieces of Eden uh allow you specifically the one that I'm going to talk about right now is is called the apple of eden mm -hmm. uh which i seem to have lost in my notes again <laughs> uh yeah so it it allows you to take control of humanity because originally humanity is designed as a workforce uh by adjusting neuro i love that they use the word neurotransmitters that are, uh -huh. are are like genetically implanted in human brains. So okay. So issue hybrids do not have these. They are free from the effects of the of the apple of Eden. So the mm -hmm. assassins and templars, and normal humans have these. Okay. I know. So I guess uh, I don't know how it would like activate the production of the neurotransmitters so yeah here's the thing is that i don't think they know what the word neurotransmitter means <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i can see it being um whatever protein codes for that uh is okay recessive so the crossbreed people with the issue don't have it um but I don't know, like, does it just make, like, a real high-pitched noise or something? And everyone starts pumping out, like, pumping out neurochemicals in their brain? I believe that that's just called music, Jeff. And the neurotransmitter you're looking for is endorphins. You know, I thought that I was just talking out of nowhere, but I do realize now... That that is how music works. <laughs> that is how music works. <laughs> uh, so here's I so I, I I liked I think you're right. I think I think it is like so here's the thing. I think we can take what we have before. I think this instead of having this little piece of genetic code do nothing, this identifying piece of genetic code. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe that's exactly what it does. Is it is it inhibits the transcription of this neurotransmitter, and mm -hmm. this neurotransmitter just causes like docility, like right. it's it's almost like a, uh, it, it like enhances suggestion. I'm trying to think of like a drug yeah, that enhances uh, suggestion. Yeah, basically puts you in like the hypnotic open to suggestion state. Yeah, or like yeah, like sodium pentothal kind of kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. Um, you know, I never thought I was gonna ever say the word sodium pentothal kind of thing in, in a serious <laughs> setting. <laughs> right. Well, here we are. It's so, 2021. What else can you expect? Hey, we all got sodium pentothal. Uh, I actually, I think that's what it's called. It's truth serum, right? Uh, I mean that is where my mind went to when you said sodium pentothal. I don't know if that's actually what it does, or if that's just, like, the the zeitgeist of, yeah, I think that's what they said it was on TV one time. I think that's just, yeah, it's probably the zeitgeist. But, hey, this I think, well, like, one of the top five rules of the show is, if it's in the zeitgeist, we'll use it. It, it becomes canon. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and I don't know, again, I don't know what it is that, would stimulate this the production of this neurotransmitter um yeah i don't hmm i wonder if it's like how does it operate like does it pump out like pheromones or something or it's like a per like makes a noise of a particular frequency see i think it has to be something that can that can go globally mm, mm -hmm. so so yeah, I would imagine probably less pheromone, more like making whatever noise. And you just plug it into an antenna. I okay. I don't know. I think I don't think noise travels that far. 
unless you're saying that it's like picked up by radios. Uh, but then again, like, how are you controlling everyone who's like doesn't have a radio? Like, are like the well, it, tribes and hmm, I wonder Amazon? if it could not necessarily be noise, but be like whatever that like frequency or modulation band is yeah because yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking is it's like it's like a radio Mm -hmm. like like uh, or like a magnetic field flux or something like that like something that that Mm -hmm. human beings can feel but we may not care about in our day-to-day i mean and that's yeah i i I think that's completely understandable um Mm -hmm. completely understandable there's nothing about that that is not if you can't understand that, I can't help you. Uh, there you go. Just do your own research. Do you know? your own There's research. Yeah. Plenty of hours long YouTube videos about it. There's the Google. There's the Google. You know. So there are other things that that are pieces of Eden that don't just affect that don't just control people. So there's the Shrouds of Eden, um, okay. which uh, help it. It, um, it, it. Man, you are having a rough time with what this weird. artifact it's, does, it's huh? It's capable of restoration and healing. Okay. And I, it says that the Shrouds are nanotech matter regenerators. All right. And then so it, just gray goo falls out of them? Just gray goo. Uh, well, the white glue. But they're stained with blood, apparently. Well, yeah, because of all the people that they put them on to heal them. <laughs> Probably, but so they just have a really bad hygiene practices and don't <laughs> wash them. Well, they can't, because you know you get water, you get water in your nanotech, and now you got <laughs> it just falls apart. Yeah, you got broken nanotech. Right. So, so what do you like? Do we think that this is like nanobots that like sew together flesh? That is the only possible thing I can think of that this is doing. So I I am curious as to how what is going on with this because I I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like does like a piece of it come off and like that piece of it become your flesh or is it like g- g- spontaneously or generating? somehow like self-replicating is what i would think like you like hang it up in the in the closet with you know whatever minerals and material it needs to reform itself and then it like expends part of itself when it's you know healing people okay that makes sense so like you have to feed it like meat Right. You have to, like, give it food to, like, oh, mm-hmm. this is, like, a, a muscle that needs to be restored. This is, like, uh, okay. That makes sense, I think. <laughs> Some amount, at least. Yeah. Do we think it just, like, pumps out, like, like, do we, does it just, like, pump out flesh? Or does it, like, take, take like, the genetics of the person into account? And like, like um, create like hmm. a copy of them, or a copy of the. Flesh. I feel like if we're talking about like super advanced alien tech, it can really go either way. Where if it's just like this is just like a benign, you know, material. just normal generic flesh that won't cause an immune response. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Just slap it in there. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like that might be more accurate. Um, mm-hmm. cause I feel like maybe what it does is it's like, like it doesn't actually heal you. It doesn't like, mm-hmm. it, it's like a patch. It's like a patch you put on something and it creates right. the structure for your body to heal into it. So it like expedites mm-hmm. and it, uh, yeah, it expedites healing in that way, it, mm-hmm. and it like creates like a like a matrix for you to grow into, so you can regenerate fully. But it doesn't; um, it itself is not healing you. I think that makes much more sense. So that way, the only material yeah. it needs is really enough just to create that fa- framework, um, mm-hmm. and then that's it. 
Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, okay. That I mean, it works for me, too. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, the Staves of Eden, which are another another thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, one second. I got to know what the powers of these things are. Uh, oh, wait. No, these are actually the ones that I've already talked about. These are the Apples of Eden. Um, mm-hmm. They're the Staves of Eden. But I was going to... What I meant to say was the Swords of Eden. Okay. And their powers... Uh, so they advance your charisma. Uh, okay. And they have sonar-like echolocation. So it knows where things are around it? Or does it somehow let it, the person who's using it know also? Uh, it lets the person who's using it know. Just, I like the idea. It has no way of processing. It's a sword. It has no way of processing the information. But it knows. Well, and that's like that's what I like. <clears throat> where it is, like, you know, some really charismatic person comes in. Who just also has a sword that does also beep every now and then. <laughs> well, I was thinking, so you you have a beeping. I was thinking of it as being like a constant, like, they just walk <laughs> around and their sword just like, yeah, the whole time. Oh. <laughs> That's... We got it. That's oh, yeah. all it is. That's exactly what it is. Just people are impressed that people are walking around with swords in the modern era, and they also do make a lot of noise. So I think, I uh-huh. think that in fact it's just a screaming sword, and people are just really annoyed <laughs> by it. So, like the enhanced charisma is, you're just able to convince people to just leave you. <laughs> Because they, they're sick of the sword. <laughs> uh, it also can can launch energy blasts. That's another thing it can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that one's going to be tougher to, to explain than the constant noise that it makes. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if... So this is what I'm wondering. Right. Um... I was trying to think of a third way of saying that phrase, and I can't come up with anything. Instead, <laughs> I maybe I should be thinking about how I'm going to say my next yeah line. What if the like? So, what if the wielder of the charisma is like? So what? Wow, that was not a series of words in the series that made sense. The, if the wielder of the charisma <laughs> whips his sword out, points it at you, and uh, hits you with a blast of energy from it. Is that what you're going for? That was not what I was going to go for, but uh, <laughs> thanks thanks for that, Jeff. Yeah, uh, This yep. is going to be one of the first yep. times I've for you, cut, Simon. Yeah, i got to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> probably. I'll, t- I'll decide tomorrow if I think it's bad enough. Um, well, <laughs> see how much time you have for editing tomorrow. I see. Yeah, it's, yeah that's exactly what it is. Well, so here's the thing. I think I think the, the wielder's charisma could come from the same, like hypnotic state that mm, mm-hmm. um that is generated by the by the staves or the apple of eden um staves staves i think staves yeah it depends who you're talking to i'm okay. gonna go with staves i'm gonna go with staves too that sounds cooler right yeah staffs uh anyway so so i'm that that's like it maybe it 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 is like a weaker antenna than the apple of eden itself like apple of eden's got Mm -hmm. like fractals and stuff in it or like it's like got a bigger energy source or something like that i don't know right guys i can only do so much Uh, (laughs) and i think maybe the sonar echolocation is tied to like i don't know how it. i don't even know why it would need to have that (laughs) like but here's the thing jeff it does so we're not here <laughs> right we're not here to judge these ancient you know the the ancient aliens who made it yeah they can make whatever they want like maybe <laughs> maybe it's uh uh maybe it's a proctologist device i don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen it's very rare i make great jokes and i think that, that was a good joke <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I guess, okay, disregarding the fact that it's a stupid (laughs) option for this artifact to have, how does it interface with the user to feed them that information? Like, it has to do the information processing on its own. And then somehow transfer it to... Because I'm wondering, like, it's a sword, you could... It's kind of like a tuning fork. That's not really what a tuning fork is, but I'm going to say it is. (laughs) I mean, swords are just sharp tuning forks, (laughs) Just, really, spoons are just circular (laughs) tuning forks. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Imprecise circular tuning forks. Cars are just moving tuning forks. (laughs) Uh, trees are just natural tuning forks Um, right you get it (laughs) every everything is a tuning fork uh uh but like so i don't think like the the ability to like send and receive sonic information is tough i think that part is simple okay I, i but i agree with you that like how does it interface with the person Mm-hmm. But also, why does the person need echolocation if they have <laughs> eyes? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe um, to see past things that they can't see with their eyes. I guess there are such things as walls. I mean, even then, though, like, what's the use case? Like, I need to very badly see around this particular wall. I'm going to use echolocation to do it. Yeah, I I would like to say, I mean, people who have lost their sight, um, uh huh, this would be a very useful sword for them, right? Like we can agree on that. And people without sight, yeah, absolutely, do, do use sounds to like tell where things and people are. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a lot of work that's been doing that's done on like on how to design buildings so that they don't dampen noise in hallways so that people who have lost sight can actually just walk down hallways. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is, the human beings do have the ability to do, like, very weak echolocation. Like, it takes a Mm -hmm. long, long time to be able to to do it. Right. It takes a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming that the Sword of Eden, I'm doing this to, like, to, like, to the listener, so that because I, I know someone's out there sitting there being like, "Well, uh, humans can do echolocation; they just need to be trained how to do it." <laughs> I'm saying, like, like this is someone who has no training in echolocation. They're just given the sword, and they can echolocate. Yeah, no, like the yeah. sword has to be the one doing the echolocation and like the data processing, and it's just giving the person like the end data. What if? Right? Yeah, that's what I think. I I agree with this. What what if it, um, what if it like it just so has I, a really small like USB C connector in it, and well, you also are a computer <laughs> and you just you plug are. directly into it. Well, so that was like I have been going through kind of a. I, I maybe I should be saying my ideas out loud because uh, <laughs> they sound equally as stupid. My first, yeah. <laughs> my first thing was like, what if there's a giant spike in it that's like electro, like an electrode? That was my first thing, <laughs> okay. except it was a lot of small spikes. Let's see. That was my second thing. Was like maybe it's a lot of <laughs> small spikes that like create an image on your hand, like as you're holding it, because that's like mm-hmm. that's like one of the ways that they've done. Like, oh, how can we like give people sight? Is like, and what if we like give them like an image of what's being seen, like in Braille? Mm-hmm. Um, like a mm. braille-like image, um, and and then my brain went to, but then how does someone who is like no, they have like no experience using the sword? Right. How do they do it? Ah, uh, man, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I want to go back to the a lot of small spikes, but I have nothing to work with with a lot of small spikes. What if it's like this? Uh, uh-huh. It's a lot of small because sp- because I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a because I think we're we're stalling here we're we're spinning our wheels we're not making it anywhere so I think this right. is a time for another patented pedantic hand wavy move which is if we don't know how it works in we game in fiction 
we say it's farts or uh, we just assume that whichever way works is is how it operates. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. this when the echo locates, okay, mm-hmm. I don't think it gives you like all the area around you. Right. I think it. I think it has to be panoramic. I think you have to like lift the sword up and spin around and point it in and, a direction <laughs> and point it in a direction, and that's exactly what it does. Like as it shoots at a like a thin beam, it creates the image. It like responds to the image of the things that are there. Mm. So like as you you probably probably take a little bit of training, but like as you like move the sword. Uh, so if you have it like uh, vertical. Uh, it mm-hmm. just gives you like everything that's you know in front of you, but you can tilt the tip of it back and forth, and that'll give you like distances and stuff. Like you can do parallax kind of okay. with it, um, and then as you spin around, <laughs> waving your sword to back and forth, you get like a full image of what's around you. Okay, now so like, is it a? And so what's what's being read like out hung on, up your on the hand. image? Like, is it just tapping out? Like, yeah, that's exactly you know, what it's doing. Like, things like, are at this relative yeah, distance. It's away just from it's me. just pressure. It's just pressure on your hand, and like yeah. the, the distance to something is how far the the how heavy the pressure on your hand is. Right. I feel like that is the most we could possibly <laughs> figure out for this. But also think about think about it's that. It's a image. weird thing to include. <laughs> You just gotta, you just gotta think about that image. Just think about the fact that these are like highly trained warriors. They've killed so many people, and then what they they just spin on their heel, brandishing and, their swords around, <laughs> wave in their sword. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, you know yeah everyone thought that it was like a triumphant, like exciting thing. No, they're just trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> just trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, there is one more thing. Um, is it the energy blasts, or are we moving on past that? I think the energy blasts are... Uh, the sword's also just a gun. <laughs> also just a gun. Yeah, like, maybe the sword has, like, um... Uh, like, you know... Magnets, and it's just a railgun. As, as uh, what I was gonna say. And then I decided <laughs> that, no, instead it'd be funnier to say that it's... You know those, you know those toys that are, like, the buckets... With the with the like um, handles, oh. and they're like got they got like like uh, the elastic. air cannons. Yeah, the air cannons. It's like one of those, but like yeah. really big. Okay, I like that. Like it's an air cannon, but it's like a magnetic levitated powered mm-hmm. railgun powered air cannon. What it feels like is that this was like this is like the smartphone, like early smartphones, where people will like. We don't need our swords to to echolocate and control people mm-hmm. and knock people over, but they're swords. And then, like, it's, like, the thing that everyone has, because they're like, listen, it does everything I need it to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but what, what the thing I was going to bring up is, uh, is eagle vision. Okay. And maybe this is just really good vision, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean it's not really. It's so what Eagle Vision allows you to do is uh mm-hmm. it's it's a power that the hybrids have, um also the Isu have, but that it allows you to like have a sixth sense. So like you can tell which people are enemies. You can tell <laughs> which things are plot important. Yeah, which things are plot important. Uh and and that's what I'm wondering, like, where, what hmm. creates this? Is this, like, because uh, I have an idea, uh, maybe I have an idea. Do we think that, like, this, this, like, constant radio frequency, um, mm-hmm. do we think that maybe as you, I guess maybe not. I was going to say, because, like, oh, maybe. goes the idea. Well, I was thinking, like, maybe, like, maybe you could identify people who are, like, of similar g- genetics to you. Like, of, like, that also oh, are hybrids. Okay. Uh, but then how would you be able to, like, just normal humans can be enemies to you. So, like, how <laughs> right. how do normal humans, how are um, they Maybe different? it's just, like, a, a sensitivity to, like, figuring out. A person's disposition like 
the, like a bullet ring. Yeah, well, I'm thinking like, what, what, what the heck is the name of that person? Gene Simmons. That's the one. Uh, when they were in Sherlock Holmes movie. <laughs> uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. That's the one where like they just kind of like can break down and like oh they're you know favoring this leg because they kick people a lot because they're enemies like something like that okay so you're like this person has like a slightly elevated heart rate and yeah uh, you know they have a limp that they had because they they have a limp they look like they're looking for someone to stab they're probably an enemy okay well you know what? I actually might take this one step further. Um, okay. I'm going to say that maybe human beings are... Like, we have this kind of hypnotic neurotransmitter. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe the, the frequency or the intensity changes based upon their disposition. So, in, in a, kind of like okay. in a reverse way that the charisma works. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's like broadcasting. Human beings are broadcasting this as well. And it's and so like the the like people the hybrids and stuff can like can read it detect yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like okay. they they get like a sense of oh well this when I aim my antenna antenna yeah sure it works uh <laughs> internal brain antenna at this right. person I can read are they hostile are they friendly are they happy are they sad you know mm-hmm. things like that and and. The thing that we're not answering here is if you were to is just... Is that it also works with objects? Is that it... Well, that is one thing, yes. I was also going to say that it also works through metal, because like, obviously helmets uh-huh. don't stop it. Mm, mm-hmm. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, really sensitive in just... any hole in the helmet. <laughs> For example, the face. <laughs> uh, you can get that signal through or i like this how about the face is where the antenna lies (laughs) it's just right in their nose it's right there yeah it's right there right in their face that's yeah yeah you could slap someone be like i just slapped your antenna and they might not like you (laughs) and they'll be very confused and very upset (laughs) yeah but not just because you've slapped them that's that's the crazy thing all right. Uh, yeah, I think I think that we've answered the majority of the things from this world. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it was uh, easier than the last episode, huh? <laughs> I mean, like the last episode had kind of some hard science. A what? Little bit. This doesn't have any hard science in it. What are you talking about, Jeff? We have explained, I think, about zero hard science <laughs> concepts. Uh, um, not true. Echolocating swords. I'm just gonna refer back to that. <laughs> this whole thing was silly. <laughs> this whole thing is ridiculous. It's fair. I think. I think you're just. I think you haven't. You haven't opened your mind to the possibilities. I think that's your issue <laughs> that you need to work through on your own and not during our podcast. Okay. You know, I I hear you. I understand what you're saying. Also, and, and I respectfully decline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I do our our uh, our. I believe it's pronounced sign off. Is that is that what that twenty minute rambling that we do is called? I believe so. I believe that's the French. It's that's our the, signature sign off. Just talking for a while. It's only a sign off if it's from the sign off region of France. I believe this is just a sparkling. Oh, ending. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess I'm doing it this time. I didn't do think you about do that. It? I can do it. I think you should do it because you remember the things that you have to say. Because I remember the outro and you remember the intro. Got it. Um, the sparkling outro because it's not a sign off. <laughs> um, yeah, we are on the internet. You found us there. Uh, Congratulations. For more specific information, go to pedanticandwavium.com. Press number two. <laughs> uh, we're on, uh, I think, pretty much any pod 
podcasting app. I believe We're on so. The Twitter at P Handwavium, I think. Yeah, you can you can tweet at us, be like, "Hey, I love your podcast," or "Hey, you guys suck." Go home. Stop podcasting. Stop. We would appreciate the first one though. The second one hurts our feelings a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, um, not me actually. I'm just excited to know people are listening. <laughs> It's just like, joke's on you, we gotta download. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joke's on you, you already listened. We're on the YouTubes. The YouTubes, yep. Yep. Um, What are we there? Just Pedantic Handwave? I think we're just Pedantic Handwave. Yeah, if you just look up Pedantic Handwave. All of our our videos have our name in the title. Mm. And then the, Uh, the thing we are discussing. Right, right. Uh, what else we got? We got the theme music is by our good friend, Joe Sopchak. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Our Sopchak. good friend. I feel like uh, uh, Joe's what? expanding his social circle. circle. Just got to lean into the first one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> show, show suggestions. Uh, yeah, show suggestions. We have, like, you know, email and stuff that you can find on yeah. Yeah, the website. Twitter. Uh, what else? Is that it? I, I, was I, it? I believe that is it. Uh, I don't All know right. what I can say. Yeah. So you don't want to announce any projects or anything? I, listen, I will start announcing projects when I graduate. <laughs> <laughs> when I am no longer exhausted every minute of every day, of every month of every year. Well, I think that's just getting older, Simon. <sighs> you know, How's your back doing? bud not not good i will say i got <laughs> i got my second vaccine the other day and i was like i'll oh, be yeah. fine it was not good <laughs> uh, it was not good i had my shirt yeah, inside out I'm, all day just, I you realize. couldn't handle it i just didn't realize yeah i'm i'm set up for uh this upcoming week will be my second dose so that's exciting are you pfizer or moderna pfizer Have fun with that, buddy. <laughs> yep, couldn't use my arm after the first one, so I'm hoping the second one isn't as bad, and I have very low hopes. Yeah, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. But it's good. Get your vaccine, everybody. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I like, way better than getting the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> way I... better than getting the coronavirus and an easy excuse to take a day off of work. Yeah, because you don't feel like, you get like a headache, but it's like a, and you're also very tired. So it's a very good excuse to like sleep for 18 hours. <laughs> right. like legitimately what I did. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll see you next week after, well, not next week, probably uh, a couple of weeks after we're fully vaccinated and... Uh, ready to go outside again with restrictions with restrictions yes uh so we'll uh we'll see you then everybody you should also consider getting vaccines they're very good things to do they're very good things to do good night and we love you sweet things